Take your Bible this morning and find 2 Corinthians chapter 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 there in the New Testament. We have been in a teaching series this month um, called Life on Mission. And we're really praying that it's more than just a teaching series, a series of lessons, that it really becomes really who we are. It becomes a part of the DNA of downtown church, that it really becomes a, a movement. And what we've been learning together the last couple of weeks is that God is on mission. And that the mission of God is this. The mission of God is to reconcile and redeem people to himself. So we've studied that together, the mission of God. We see how he began the mission in the Old Testament and moves into the New Testament. But God is on mission. And the beautiful thing about the mission of God is that he invites us, in fact, he expects us to join him in this mission, again, of redeeming and reconciling people to himself. Now, what that ultimately looks like for you and for me is that you and I are to live a life on mission. In other words, we are to really be missionaries. It does not mean that we pack up all of our belongings, we move to India or Thailand or Africa, but that as you go, as you live your life, as you go through the normal, everyday traffic patterns of life, is that you are a missionary. You are living on mission. You are an, an everyday missionary. Now, what that specifically looks like is that you are intentional in disciple-making. You are intentional in disciple-making. Kathy and I moved back to Mobile almost 10 years ago. We were originally from Mobile. When we left around 1989, we served churches in Texas and Georgia, Jacksonville, Florida, and then almost 10 years ago moved back to Mobile. The last church that I pastored in Florida, there was um, it, I was just calculating, it was almost 20 years ago, that uh, there was a, a lady who came to the church, uh, and her name was Tanya, and she came to know the Lord. It was a very cool way in which she came to faith in Jesus. I'm not really a church background at all, but came to faith in Christ, and I baptized her. Well, she invited her husband, Brian, and Brian began to come, and uh, Brian had a pretty dramatic testimony came to faith in Jesus, I baptized him, and uh, in some conversation as he came to faith in Christ, uh, I discovered some things about Brian. One is that Brian and Tanya lived in our neighborhood, uh, not just really about one street over. Brian and I had a lot in common, just some things that we, not only of, of similar age, but really some of our hobbies, our likes, things we liked, old cars, and just a lot of things we had in, sim, in common. So I said to Brian, I said, Brian, I'm sure after I baptize him, you know, you and I live in the same neighborhood, we're about the same age, I'm sure that you have some questions about the faith. And if you'd like, why don't we start meeting on Thursday morning? There was a place uh, not far from our house called the Country Cabin, a little breakfast, little breakfast cafe. I said, why don't we meet Thursday morning, 6 o'clock, at Country Cabin, have breakfast, and listen, you just ask me questions, and let's talk about what it is to be a Christian and uh, the Bible and prayer and faith and questions that you may have, and we'll just talk about it. So we began to do that every Thursday morning, country cabin, 6 o'clock, and we would usually leave by 7. He'd go to work, I'd go to work, 
And, uh, and we began meeting together, just talking about the things of the Lord, answering his questions. And after about three months, one day, because I had given Brian some resources, and again, we had really just d- kind of dove deep into the things of God. And about three months in, we're sitting across from one another at breakfast. He has his cup of coffee in his hand. He says, I've realized something. I said, okay. He said, you're discipling me. And I said, I am. I'm discipling me. And he smiled and he said, but you didn't tell me that you were discipling me. I said, no, I didn't tell you. But now that you know, it's probably getting to be about time that you start thinking about some guys that you can meet with, that you can disciple. Now, let me fast forward to today. This morning, Brian will be teaching a men's Bible study with about 25, 30 guys in it. And every Thursday, he meets at Country Cabin, Thursday mornings, around 6 o'clock, and he has a group of guys that he disciples. You and I are called to make disciples. Disciples that make disciples that make disciples. It's the mission of God to redeem and reconcile people to himself. And he invites, he expects us to join him in that mission. In fact, let me just be as bold as to say this. As a Christian, as a Christ follower, you are not fulfilling your purpose if you are not an intentional disciple maker. So what we're going to do today is we're going to help you, number one, make a decision. Are you going to become a disciple maker? Number two is we're going to give you some resources and some help to make it very comfortable, in fact, really easy for you to join God in his mission. Let's stand for the reading of God's Word, 2 Corinthians chapter 5. These are really, by the way, these are the foundational scriptures we've looked at the last two to three weeks. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, beginning in verse number 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away, and behold, the new has come. If you're grateful for that, say amen. Amen. Verse 18, and all this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us, here it is, the ministry of reconciliation. That's the mission of God, the ministry of reconciliation. He's reconciling, redeeming people to himself. That is, in Christ, God was, here's the word, reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, God making his appeal through us. We implore you on the behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. Remain standing, look at the screen. Matthew chapter 28, kind of a partnering passage of Scripture. These are the last words that Jesus spoke before he ascended into heaven. He says to his disciples, he says to his followers, and Jesus came to them and he said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore. We talked about this last week. Literally in the Greek, it's as you go. As you're living your life, make what? Disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, 
teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the very end of the age. Here's what he says. God has a mission. The mission of reconciliation. Redeeming, reconciling people to himself. He's given us the ministry and the message of reconciliation. Jesus said before he ascended, as you go, make disciples. How do we make disciples? Baptizing them and teaching them. Make disciples. If you're not making disciples, you're not fulfilling the Great Commission. You're not fulfilling the order, the command that God, our Lord Jesus, gave us. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, speak into our lives. Teach us, equip us. Lord, resources this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. May God bless the reading of his word. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to do something a little bit different this morning. We're going to have a little talk. All right? We're going to have a little talk, pastor to people, about making disciples. We put on your seat a little card. What we're going to do this morning is we're just going to kind of walk through the card. This card is the perfect size to fit in your Bible. This is a card for you to keep. It's a card for you to take with you, for you to have with you. Keep it in your Bible. There's just two or three things we're going to talk about this morning that are extremely practical for you to be a disciple maker. And let me say it again. If you are not intentionally being a disciple maker, you are not fulfilling the purpose, the call that God has upon your life and mine. So here's what we're going to do first and foremost. We're going to talk about your mission. Your mission is to make disciples. That's your mission. That is your mission as a Christian, as a Christ follower. What did he say to his followers? Listen, what Jesus gave us was his marching orders. He said, listen, I'm about to send into heaven. We studied this last week. I'm going to place my spirit inside of you so that you have the power. But you're to go and make disciples. So notice the mission. Your mission, make disciples. The mission of disciple making is pretty simple. We want to learn how to experience Jesus and follow Jesus, and then we want to show other people how to experience Jesus and how to follow Jesus. That really is, that, that's, that's the simple message of disciple-making. Watch this. Look up here. Learn how to experience Jesus, learn how to follow Jesus, and show others how to do the same. How to experience Jesus, how to follow Jesus. Now watch this. We're not talking about teaching a curriculum. We're, we're not talking about imparting knowledge, teaching, sharing information. This has been attempted in the past. You meet with someone, you have a curriculum, that you review that curriculum with someone. You teach them. You're trying to impart to that person certain information. That is not what we're talking about here. That is not effective. Not, it's, it's generally not that successful. Because we're not trying to give them information. Watch this. What we want them to do is to learn how to experience Jesus. Because when a person experiences Jesus, it changes everything. Amen? It's just about experiencing Jesus. In experiencing Jesus, we want them to have this relationship, this communication with Jesus. Uh, we want them to be able to, to, to speak and to hear and discern the voice of Jesus. Jesus said this in John chapter 10, verse 27. 
He said, my sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. My sheep, they hear my voice. They know my voice. So what we're teaching as a disciple maker is that we're teaching people how to experience Jesus, how to hear, how to recognize the voice of Jesus. Notice what it says in the latter part of that statement there, the mission, your mission. If we can learn this mission of disciple-making, if we can learn it in a, in a way that is reproducible, then guess what we do? We fulfill the Great Commission. So the goal is not that I just meet with one or two people every week and that I teach them how to experience Jesus, how to follow Jesus, how to hear from Jesus, but that I teach it in such a way is that they can make disciples, and then they can make disciples, and then they can make disciples. The goal is for you and I to be everyday missionaries in such a way as that we are reproducing, we are multiplying. When I said to you earlier that our prayer as a staff, we began praying over this about six months ago, putting all of this together for you, for downtown church, that downtown church would be a disciple-making church. Now, next Sunday morning, Joe Kane Day, we're going to go and we're going to share the gospel. We're going to have spiritual conversations with people. But that's not where it ends. Once they hear about Jesus, we, we want to teach them how to experience Jesus, how to follow Jesus, how to discern the voice of Jesus. And we want them to learn it in such a way as that they can teach it. So simply, your mission, my mission, is disciple-making. Now notice next, the method. As we think about this reproducible disciple-making, this, in order for it to be successful, has to include three foundational core values. Number one, it must be Jesus-centered. It must be Jesus-centered and life-giving. Jesus-centered and life-giving. If you're not careful, when you're, when you're discipling someone or maybe two or three people, is that if you're not careful, it can become me-centered or leader-centered. This is not about you. This, this is not about them listening to you or following you. This is about you helping them experience, not you, but experience Jesus. Here, here's the picture. <clears throat> in a wedding, think of it in a wedding setting. You are the groomsman. The groomsman, symbolically, in the wedding, the groomsman is to guard or protect the aisle so that, so that the bride can come and meet the groom. Now, that, that's, that's, that's the role of, of the groomsman. The groomsman does not jump out in the middle of the aisle and talk about how great the groom is. No, that's distracting, and that's not your job because, because the groom himself is, 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 is enchanting enough. And so the groomsman, his job is to make sure the path is clear for the bride to meet with the groom. So in a disciple-making 
program or ministry or your, your life as a disciple maker is that your role is simply to facilitate the coming together of the bride and the groom, the disciple and Jesus. So it must be, as we think about becoming or being a disciple maker, it must be Jesus-centered and life-giving. Number two, it must be kingdom-focused. What is the kingdom? Jesus talks so much in the New Testament over and over again about the kingdom. The kingdom, the kingdom, the kingdom. What is the kingdom? The kingdom is this is this mission of God reconciling and redeeming people to himself. So what you have to keep in mind as living as an everyday missionary, as a disciple maker, is that you have to remember and keep this foremost in your mind. This is about the kingdom. Why should I go and participate or help next Sunday with downtown church? Because this is about the kingdom. I need to be kingdom-minded. I need to be kingdom-focused. I am a... I am a citizen of the kingdom. And because I'm a citizen of the kingdom, I need to be about the kingdom's business. Uh, I need to be about the king's business. So number three, it must be reproducible. The way that you make disciples, it must be reproducible. And what I mean by that is this. Regardless of the person's abilities, regardless of their giftedness, regardless of their personality, is that they can take the things that you've walked them through, they can share with someone else. If I spent time with you and discipled you, but I never bring you to the point that you can be a disciple maker, then I've not done my job. Because a true disciple is one who can make disciples. It has to be reproducible. In other words, as you are discipling someone, it can't be this. It can't be, hey, do as I say, not as I do. You need to be living it out. What did we say in the very beginning? It is you experiencing Jesus and following Jesus so that you can show others how to experience Jesus and follow Jesus. Um. There's a great quote by Wayne Cordero. Wayne Cordero is a, is a great pastor in the Pacific West, and he made this statement. He said, as far as, as reproducing, he says, he says, listen to this, you teach people what you know, but you reproduce who you are. Let's put that statement up there. You teach people what you know, but you reproduce who you are. We're not talking about teaching. We're talking about reproducing. And you can teach, you know, what you know, but you only reproduce who you are. So it must be reproducible. Now, the the thing that I want us to spend some more time on this morning is really what's called, um, so your mission is make disciples, your method is that you're kingdom focused, but then there is your menu. And what we've done here on the bottom of the card and on the back is that when you meet with someone, and by the way, you may say this, you may say, you know what, Alan? I'm willing to be a disciple maker, but who am I going to disciple? Well, I would say first and foremost, it's a coworker, it's a friend, it's a family member. But if you would say to me, Alan, I I don't have that person in my life that needs to be discipled. I've got great news for you. Look up here. Catch my eye. 
The last year and a half between our three campuses, we've baptized over 150 people. We have a lot of, we have a lot of young people, a lot of young people who need to be discipled. And what we can do is that we can give you a name. We can make introduction. And you may meet for coffee, you may meet for lunch, you may meet for breakfast. You would coordinate with your schedule, meeting once a week, once every two weeks, that you would disciple. Now, your question is, okay, I understand my mission. If I'm going to fulfill the purpose that God has called me as a believer, I need to be making disciples. Okay, Alan, you've got me. I, I know that I need to be intentional about making disciples. Well, what does that look like? <clears throat> well, this is what it looks like. It looks like, and we, want you, we use the acronym CALLED, C-A-L-L-E-D. We use this acronym because guess what? You are called to be a disciple maker. <clears throat> we break it down on the back. Here's your little card. Here's your Bible. So let's say you're meeting with someone on a Thursday morning at Waffle House at 6 a.m. You break out your Bible. You break out your card. All right? Number one, <clears throat> celebrate. What, what are you thankful for? How, how did you see Jesus show up this week? This is what you're going to ask this person or the two or three people that you're discipling. Hey, how did you see God show up this past week? Um. Let's pray about that. Let's just, let's just thank Jesus for showing up and working in your life this past week. A is accountability. Again, this is a part of the role as a disciple maker. Accountability. What was the obedience? What was the act of obedience? What were they supposed to do this past week? And you're going to ask them, hey, how'd you do? How'd you do in your walk with Christ? There's the accountability of the heart. Hey, how are you doing? How's your stress? How's your struggle? How about sexual purity? How about your time in Scripture, trying to memorize that verse we talked about last week? So there's accountability. So understand that as a disciple maker, there's accountability. And there's a time, right? Before you even get into the, the, the learn it, you're just you're holding them accountable. All right. Then we move into the first L, and this is, this is the bulk of the time together. It's the learn it section or the learn it time. Now, what we're teaching, in fact, I just want you to put the card down for a moment look up here. Ultimately, these are the four things that a disciple must learn if they're going to experience Jesus, follow Jesus, and teach others to do the same. Here's what they need to learn. Watch this. They need to learn how to experience Jesus in his word. They need to learn how to talk to Jesus. That's prayer. They need to learn how to hear from Jesus. They need to learn how to share Jesus with other people. Now, once they know and they are practicing and they're living out these four things, how to experience Jesus in his word, how to talk to Jesus, how to hear from Jesus, how to share Jesus, then you know what? Then they're ready to disciple someone else. Now, this is organic. This is natural. This may take you, if you're discipling someone, it may take three months, as it did with me and Brian. It may take six months. It may take nine months. It's organic. It's natural. And by the way, in this learn it section, you're not going to carry or cover all four of those things over one 45-minute breakfast or coffee. Now, what you are going to cover every single time is experiencing Jesus in his word. 
But then you may spend the rest of your time talking about prayer, talking about talking to Jesus, or hearing from Jesus, or sharing Jesus. Now, what you're going to cover every single time is you're going to have a time in God's Word experiencing Jesus. Let's talk about that. Learn to experience Jesus. So this is what it looks like. When I'm discipling someone, I said, okay, let's, uh, we've, been, we've been reading the Proverbs together. Let's look at the next proverb in our list. Let's get our Bibles. Let's, let's turn to Matthew's Gospel. Okay, let's read it. You read it in your translation. I'm going to read it in my translation. We're going to read it out loud. And here's some things we're going to talk about. You know, what does the Bible here say about God? What does the Bible here say about people? What does this Bible, what does the Bible, what does this parable say about you and say about me? So we're just going to talk about here. Can I tell you the beautiful thing? If you're a disciple maker, you don't have to prepare. You don't have to study a lesson. I sent David Tippins last week some of the material that he's supposed to be teaching this morning down on the island, but he passed it along to somebody else. But guess what? In a beautiful thing like this, you don't have to stay up the night before and prepare. This is just, listen, this is experiencing Jesus in his word together. The next thing is how to, how to hear from Jesus through journaling, listening, how to speak to Jesus, right? Praying scripture, for example, agreeing, declaring, asking. How to learn how to share Jesus. And, what, and by the way, this whole section of learning to share Jesus, we're going to talk about in great detail next week. When we gather next Sunday morning, before we go out, we're going to talk about this whole section. This is, this is basically this. Watch this. How to have a spiritual conversation. How to have a spiritual conversation with anyone. It's going to be, the timing is going to be beautiful because we're going to teach it next Sunday morning and then we're going to go out and try to have some spiritual conversations. All right? So, um, in a, so you have a spiritual conversation. In that spiritual conversation, the goal is to share your story and then God's story. <clears throat> we'll talk about that in detail next week. That's the learn it section. And then there's the live it, live it section. All right, now that we've experienced Jesus in his word and we've talked about these other things, Let's talk about what you feel like the Lord wants you to do as a step of obedience or an act of obedience in the next week. I will what? In light of what we've read, in light of what we've heard from Jesus this morning in his word, what are we going to do? What are you going to do? What am I going to do? And with whom are you going to seek to share this truth with? And then, and then the last Two letters, E and D, are primarily just for the disciple maker. You want to make sure that you have equipped that person, right? You've equipped the disciple by pointing them to Jesus and to the Word. And then the last, the D, is discuss. It's prayer. You're going to now discuss this as a group. We're going to discuss what we've experienced, what we've talked about, what we've committed to do. We're going to discuss it with Jesus. So there's a final closing wrap-up prayer. And then you go about your business and you meet next week. It's not rocket science. I'm not giving you a curriculum. I'm giving you resources. Here we learned last week. Jesus said in Matthew 28 and Acts 1, here's what he said. He said, here's your marching orders. Make disciples. But I'm going to empower you with my Holy Spirit so that you can do this. 
Jesus will never command, expect us to do anything that he does at first empower us. So he has given you as a Christ follower, he's given you his spirit. So watch this. This is going to be beautiful. He's given you his spirit to empower you to make disciples. I'm going to give you everything else you need. Notice on the bottom of the card, it says, uh, it should say, you can go to mydowntownchurch.com slash what? Life on Mission? So here's what happens. If you go to my church, my, mydowntownchurch.com, by the way, if you just go to the website, there's a button on the main page that says Life on Mission. And if you click it, it's going to take you to the Life on Mission page. This is what it looks like. When you go to the page, this is what happens. You go to the uh, Facebook page, and it'll say Life on Mission, Becoming an Everyday Missionary. All right? And then what happens is you begin to scroll down. And then as you scroll down, it says Reproducible Disciple Making. And then there's a little button there. It says Life on Mission Card. Guess what it takes you to? <gasps> this card that you're holding in your lap. So that when you lose this or you give it away or you need more copies, guess what? You can print your own copy because I'm not printing anymore for you. It's too costly. So I put it on a website. Now you go down, scroll on down, there's a form. And you can fill it out. It has your name, your first name, your last name, your email, your phone number, your age. And then there's two boxes you can check. One says, I want to be a disciple maker. And the one underneath it says, I want to be discipled. There's also a little box there for message. You may have disciple-making experience. You may have a preference of age. I, I'm willing to disciple young people, or I'm willing to disciple anyone. So that's where you fill in that little message area, and then you just simply click the word submit, and it comes to me, and it comes to our campus pastor, David Cagle. And what we're going to do is we're going to help equip you. All right, you scroll a little bit further down, there's the mission. There's a three-minute video of me talking about the mission of disciple-making. If you click on the method, you click on that, there's a three- or four-minute, five-minute video about the method of disciple-making. When you scroll on down, there's the learn it section. Learning to speak to Jesus, learning to hear from Jesus, learning to experience Jesus, learning to share Jesus. Again, videos. You click on, for example, the learning to hear from Jesus. There is a video there in which I'm teaching. This is how you hear from Jesus. And I just walk them through. So it's, uh, you're about to meet with your, uh, your person. Listen, you may want to click on the video. You may want to send them to the video. This is how you experience Jesus in his word. Here's how you talk to Jesus. Here's how you hear from Jesus. Scroll on down. We have additional resources. We have a link to some books that can help you and the person you're discipling to grow in their faith. In the center, it says content for Bible study. Hey, I talked about parables, right? You click on that link. Here's something that you can walk at. You can actually download that can walk you through the parables of other scriptures, other Bible studies, so that you can teach that person how to experience Jesus' word. And then there's another button that talks about video resources, how to have a gospel conversation, how to share the gospel. Um, there's a link, by the way, to some videos of your ba very basic uh, videos of the Bible, uh, of the Bible, of the Bible stories, the Bible account. There's actually a link there to the Chosen app. 
Many of you have seen the program. You can actually download the Chosen app and watch that series that is an incredible, I believe, video series of the life and the ministry and the mission and the work of Jesus for you. So there's no excuses. You have the Holy Spirit, and we have provided all the resources that you need. By the way, not just that. But Pastor David and myself are going to do a training. We not only provided for you all the resources that are right there on your phone, on your iPad, on our website. You have the card that you keep in your Bible. Video after video after video that we'll continue to upload and provide for you. So it's natural. It's organic. You just, you, if you'll just commit to being a disciple maker, we'll provide everything you need. And we're going to do a training even more practically, of how to be a disciple maker and how to use all the resources that we've now provided. So this is what it looks like today. Will you choose, will you decide, will you say yes to being an everyday missionary? I'm going to give you one final statement. The most effective thing that you can do for the mission is to reproduce yourself as many times as possible so that there are more everyday missionaries in the world. So let me, be, let me just kind of be candid and be honest. I think there's probably about 130, 140 of us here this morning. If we could, uh, if we could have about 10%, if we could have 15 of you this morning who are serious, who will say, I'll be a disciple maker, maybe 20. If 20 of you, this morning, we'll say, you know what, Pastor, show me how to use these resources. And if you'll make introduction, if I, if I can't find someone to disciple, you'll provide them. But I'm willing to do it. That 20 by next year will be 40. The 40 becomes over 100. The 100 becomes 300. The 300 becomes 900, over 1,000. See, the key to this mission Jesus knew this, is multiplication. If you'll become a disciple maker, God will use you as an everyday missionary to reproduce yourself. And I'm going to tell you what downtown church will, in just a few years, I'm talking about just a few years, downtown church will impact the city of Mobile. Not just baptizing, but making disciples. Those who know how to experience Jesus in his word how to talk to Jesus, how to hear from Jesus, and how to share Jesus. We're going to teach you how to do it so that you can teach others. So the invitation is simple this morning. Number one, for you to pray about perhaps who you could disciple. Number two, would you choose to say yes to being a disciple maker, to being an everyday missionary? If you do, this is what we want to ask you to do. It's very simple. Just take out your phone, and for you, would text the word called. Text me, text David. This will come to us. Text the word called to the number. Text the word called to 251-225-3150. We're going to leave that, we're going to leave that up there for the next few minutes. Text the word. Because what it's going to do is it's going to take you to the form, and you'll fill it out. And here's what we'll do. We'll reach out to you and say, hey, we got you down. Here's the training date. Here's the resources. Let's meet 
Let's get you, let's get you rolling. Let's get you moving. Will you today say yes, yes to being an everyday missionary? You have the spirit. You've been empowered. Now you have the resources. Let's bow our heads together in prayer. I'm going to pray for us. The band's going to come. They're going to lead us in prayer. Pastor David's going to come. Hey, you may want to be as bold as to come forward and take Pastor David by the hand and say, Pastor David, count on me. Count on me. I'm with you. Let's do it. Now, there are others of you. You've been a disciple maker. Paul Ezel, who is a faithful member of our church, downtown church, he's a disciple maker. He's been doing it for years. What we want to do is come alongside Paul and you and just strengthen you, maybe better equip you. Listen, we just want to partner with you if you've already been doing it. But listen, let's become a disciple-making church. It may be that what you need to do is pray and say, Lord, who is it that I could disciple? God, would you provide that divine appointment that, we could, that I could disciple, that I could do that? In fact, let's go ahead and stand together. Let me lead us in prayer. The altar is open if you want to kneel and pray. Hey, I would say this to you. Here's what you may want to say this morning. You know what, Alan? I'm not quite ready to be a disciple maker, but here's what I would like. I would like to be discipled. If you would like to be discipled, text the word called. And there's again on that box, you may just want to click the box that says, you know what, I would like to be discipled. And here's what we'll do. We're partnering you up with someone right here at Downtown Church. You'll work out the time of convenience. And listen, how to experience Jesus in his word how to talk to Jesus, how to hear from Jesus, how to share Jesus. And we'll equip you in such a way as that you become a disciple maker. So let's pray together. Heavenly Father, I thank you for Downtown Church. I thank you for the leadership of Downtown Church, for Pastor David and the team. Lord, I pray that across this room that we would say yes, yes, I'll be an everyday missionary. Yes, I want to be discipled. There's some things I need to learn and I need somebody to teach me, show me. So Lord, our hope, our prayer is that downtown church makes an impact on this city. And Lord, it's not just through our incredible worship, or our gathering. It's not so much when we're gathered, but when we're scattered. I pray, Lord. I pray this morning. I'm asking you, Lord, for 20 people, men, women, young people, who would choose and say yes today. And I'm asking you, Lord. I'm asking you in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's worship together.